Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia. This is M. Diesel. Coming at you one more time. Uh, it is hot as fucking fuck in Los Angeles. Even though it's the very middle of October. It should not be this hot. But it fucking is. Uh, so, as anyone who listens to the show knows, if it's hot outside... It's unbelievably hot in my uh, recording room, and therefore I am unbelievably hot. And I haven't even—I haven't even been recording for a minute, and I'm sweating like a motherfucker. So this would be a good episode. Uh, Monday, there's a lot going on in the world, but Monday was what. Uh, I, I, I guess I'll just lead, I'll lead with this. Monday was, according to my iPhone calendar, was two different holidays. Two different holidays stacked up top. I got a fucking, I was on my computer on Sunday. I get an alert. Tomorrow is, and then I get two alerts right next to each other. First, Columbus Day. Second, Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, how about we don't have two holidays on the same day? Indigenous, Indigenous Peoples Day, I'm going to put to the side because that is self-explanatory. There doesn't seem to be much controversy around that. Except from the people who insist that it is only one day and that that one day is only Columbus Day. Now, here's the thing. When, when I was a kid, when many of us were kids, when most of us were kids, in fact, maybe this is still the case. I have no idea. But, but, but when I was a kid, we learned about Christopher Columbus and the, quote, discovery of America. And there was no controversy about it. Not really. Not when I, when I was a kid, I, I only knew of Christopher Columbus as a hero. Uh, as I got older, went to university, actually decided to read books and learned a little bit more, filled out more of uh, my mind about uh, Christopher Columbus and the, quote, discovery of America, which is already misleading because you can't discover a place that people have already been to. They'd be like, every time I turn on a light, I discovered electricity. You know? That's not how that works. Only one person can discover something. And as we know now, the people who, quote, discovered the Americas are the Beringians. The people who crossed the land bridge... Beringia, Beringia, some 25,000 years ago, 
from Asia when Asia was connected to Alaska. Okay? They're the people who, if anybody discovered the Americas, it was them. It, it, it is weird that when we're kids, we, we, we are, I don't want to say force-fed, but, but given one narrative about uh, Columbus and his discovery of America, and it's about as, forgive the incendiary term, it's about as whitewashed of a story as you can be told. It's like when, in California, when I moved to California from New Jersey, we learned about the gold rush. And they made it seem like this insanely romantic time, manifest destiny, westward bound, uh, expansionism, America sort of becoming itself once and for all in this mad dash for glory and riches. But they don't tell you about all the unbelievably fucked up shit about the gold rush. Just like basically every second someone was getting raped, you know? Uh, Men, women, just everybody constantly getting raped and killed. We don't learn that. I didn't learn that in fifth grade. Columbus, you learn about even earlier than fifth grade, though. Columbus and his glory, his uh, purported glory, you learn about early as a kid. Earlier than fifth grade. That might have been like third grade, actually. And you learn that he was this brazen, heroic, visionary uh, seaman. Not like the seaman that comes out of my penis and everybody's penis, not just mine. Not seaman, but seaman. Man of the sea. Sailor. Fucking sailor. Ship captain. Ahoy! I always wanted to be, for only one reason... To be in the Navy so I could say ahoy uh, but every other reason to be in the Navy isn't good so I never joined but I always wanted to say ahoy like that if you don't like that then you have no idea what's up um, ahoy but yeah Columbus was um Well, first of all, let let me start here, for those of you who might not know. Columbus, in the uh, tradition, if you can call it that, of Marco Polo, was wanted to go to Asia. And he wanted the Spanish government to finance his journey. And in exchange, he would take uh, something like, it was like 10% of whatever gold or, or, or riches were uh, accumulated on his journey. So he was going to, on the behalf of the Spanish crown. There's debate about whether he was Italian or Spanish. I'll get into that later. Uh, his origin. But the Spanish crown sent him. No doubt about that. And if the question is, what kind of person was he? And if the reason we're asking that question is because he has his own day. Which is a good reason to ask that. I'm not interested in general in presentism. Presentism is the, ju- the, 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 the uh, judgment of yesterday 
through the lens of today. Whether that be Thomas Jefferson for having slaves, Andrew Jackson for being the bloodiest fucking human ever towards indigenous peoples, indigenous peoples, so drunk, indigenous peoples. And the list goes on. There's plenty of Americans you can do that with. Almost all of the founding fathers, for instance, own slaves. And because they're so celebrated, I think it's fair to look back and say, eh, what's up with that? We're celebrating these people who, uh, you know, did the shittiest shit. Fair. If we're celebrating people today, it's fair to, at least to a degree, to look at them through the lens of today's standards. Not in every way, but with something as glaring as, say, slavery, I say, fair. Obviously. Now, we have President's Day, but we don't have Thomas Jefferson Day. We don't have Andrew Jackson Day. We do have Columbus Day. Because while Columbus wasn't an American, in America we celebrate him because the narrative is he, quote, discovered America. Not only was he not looking for what one might call America now, there was no such thing as America then, obviously. No indigenous person ever called America America before Europeans or whoever the fuck started calling it America. Named after a fucking Amerigo, whatever the fuck the Italian guy's name was. Amerigo. Amerigo Round. But yeah, so again, if the question is, what was the kind of person he is and is he worth celebrating? Is it, is it fair? Is it good? Is it just? Is it correct? through whatever lens, to have a day called Columbus Day. I don't think, I mean, I, I, the reason I say put aside Indigenous Peoples Day, because I don't think there's anyone who takes issue with there being a day called Indigenous Peoples Day. I think the people that combat that are the assholes who are like, no, it's only Columbus Day. I think. I actually don't know. But as far as I have ever heard, I've never heard a, an argument against there being Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm sure they exist, but I'm also sure all those people are just pure assholes. So that's why I'm saying put it aside. And focusing just on Columbus Day. Christopher Columbus thought he was going to Asia, thought he landed in Asia... And immediately, immediately started torturing, enslaving, and brutalizing the indigenous people who he thought were Asians, I guess. <clears throat> now, if the question is, was he a good seaman, not the seaman out of my penis or your penis or a penis, but seaman, man of the sea. Was he a good man of the sea? Was he a good discoverer? So weird that that was ever a thing, you know? You could be a discoverer. Boy, did we all fucking miss out. 
we just all get to be like fucking analysts and 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 uh programmers and uh coders and waiters back in those days at least if you were from the right fucking place and of the right color of skin right in air quotes there was a certain subsection of people who could be something called a discoverer fuck that But yeah, Christopher Columbus, there's 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 no um there's there's just no question what kind of person Christopher Columbus was. There isn't any question about it. He was a brutal, terrible, deceitful, I don't believe in evil, but if 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 I did, he would be nearer to the top of the historical figures who I would label as such. He was just a terrible person. He was so terrible that Spain, the Spanish crown who sent him there, who you could argue delivered riches, Columbus delivered glory and riches to Spain, to the Spanish crown. They sanctioned him and punished him for how brutal he was. Him and his two brothers. Bartolomeo and whatever the fuck his other brother's name was. All three of them were punished because first-hand accounts, far and wide, everyone, even his staunchest supporters, were like, yeah, he was a piece of shit. And so even then, in like 15 fucking hundred, the Spanish crown, who was definitely shitty, a bunch of shitty people. Ninety-eight percent of that fucking uh, uh, kingdom, of the people of that kingdom, were absolutely, it, you, the basically peasantry, poor, utterly penniless, more or less. Two percent of the people had money, and had all of the land, and had all of everything. Even that shitty two percent of people. Was like, hey, Chris, you're out of fucking hand. You are being unacceptable. This is fucking 500 years before the internet, you know? So this wasn't about like the secret potentially leaking and them having bad press. There was no such thing as press. This is the year 1500. The printing press was like barely a thing. Everything was word of mouth. This was not like a PR disaster. Even the shitty Spanish crown was like, hey, Chris, you're a piece of shit. Even after all the, quote, good things he had done for them. Uh, and in, in honor, so to speak, of Columbus Day, I picked up a book. And there's, pl- I mean, it, this is not the source. This is sort of cursory. Uh, but, and it's also, you know, the ideology of the writer here is 
clear. He's very, 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 very left-leaning. Um, his name's Howard Zinn. I'm sure all, many of you know who he is. A People's History of the United States. The reason I picked this book back up and not another one was because I first fully learned, fully downloaded the horror of Christopher Columbus when I read this book. And obviously, this is not a brand new controversy. Columbus Day, whether it should be a day or not, has been uh, controversial for, for, for a while now, for at least a few years, more than a few years. But I think this year, I really noticed it more because what a surprise, it is the most, uh, everybody's very bored right now. Everybody's very fucking testy and feisty right now. Everybody's very divided and everything's very politicized. I noticed that the White House sent out a memo or a press release, rather, celebrating Columbus and all of the great things that he did on behalf of the, they were sort of like celebrating the Italian community because I believe, this might be wrong, but I believe Columbus Day only really became a thing that was a national holiday within the last 50 years. And I believe it was a bone thrown to the Italian-American community. Because he was an Italian hero. Even though it's not even confirmed if he was Italian or Spanish. In fact, the Spanish have a name for him. And the Italian have a name for him. As if to each of them he was their own. So even his place of origin was, is, is, is disputed. Many things about him are disputed. What is not disputed is how much of a fucking pile of shit he was. As a man, as a human on earth, he was a pile of vile bile. He was a pile of vile bile. That's just a fact. I don't care. I don't care what you think. Because it doesn't matter what you think, because if you think something else, you're wrong. One of the few things we do know about Cristobal Colombo is that he was a pile of vile bile. And I picked up this book because, again, it was my, my personal introduction to the horrors of Cristobal Colombo. But, uh, so I, I, thought, I knew I had it somewhere. I went digging, I found it, I pulled it out, and I read, I read the chapter on Columbus called Columbus, the Indians, and Human Progress. The book is, uh, did I say the title of the book? The People's History of the United States. I, the book is like a, a, an enormously influential book and popular book. Uh, and so maybe some of you have read it, maybe not. This is Columbus. I'm going to read the very, very beginning of, of, of the first chapter of this book. Arawak men and women, naked, tawny, and full of wonder, emerged from their villages onto the island's beaches and swam out to get a closer look at the strange big boat. When Columbus and his sailors came ashore, carrying swords, speaking oddly, the Arawaks ran to greet them, brought them food, water, gifts. He, Columbus that is, later wrote of this in his log. They brought us parrots and balls of cotton and spears, and many other things, which they exchanged for the glass beads and hawk's bells. 
They willingly traded everything they owned. They were well built, with good bodies and handsome features. They do not bear arms and do not and do not know them. They do not bear arms and do not know them. For that I showed them a sword. They took it by the edge and cut themselves out of ignorance. They have no iron. Their spears are made of cane. They would make fine servants. With fifty men, we could subjugate them all and make them do whatever we want. Let me just, just, let me just put this in context for you, because this isn't even touching on the actual literal physical horrors that he ended up perpetrating on these people. By the way, this was, uh, this was the Bahama Islands where he very first landed, AKA not Asia. And the reason he called them Indians is because he thought it was fucking India. K. Fucking Christopher K. Lumbus. But just to, to, to... How about this? Thought exercise. You are... Walking around with some of your friends. Driving around with some of your friends. You go somewhere, you end up somewhere. There's a whole crowd of people, a kind of people you've never seen. Obviously, this is not something you can relate to because in 2020, we've heard of or seen every kind of person, whether that be race or whatever the fuck. Size. We can't really be surprised anymore by the sight of a kind of person. But a, a, let's just imagine whatever, however you imagine that a kind, a different kind of person. And there's a group of them and there's a group of you. And say you're the leader, you listening now, you're the leader of your group, whatever that might mean, the leader. You're kind of like, uh, you're the driver. You're the one that chose the destination. You're the one who is the reason why you arrived at this new group of people. Do you think, you know, me and my group, we could subjugate all of them and make them do whatever we want. Would you think that even for one second? The answer is no. If the answer is yes, what's wrong with you? Just honestly. What the fuck is up? You need, a, you need help. You need a doctor. But the answer is no. And again, presentism, whatever. Make of it what you will. It's not totally fair to look at the past through the lens of today's standards, morals, whatever you want to call it, ethics, ethical standards. But even beyond that, even for 1492... You're a fucking asshole if that's where your head goes. And that's just his arrival. And then there's, there's more, though. 
here we go. I'm going to start uh, right from the end of that previous passage. These Arawaks of the Bahama Islands were much like Indians on the mainland who were remarkable. European observers were to say again and again for their hospitality, their belief in sharing. These traits did not stand out in the Europe of the Renaissance, dominated as it was by the religion of popes, the government of kings, the frenzy for money that marked Western civilization and its first messenger to the Americas, Christopher Columbus. Columbus wrote, As soon as I arrived in the Indies, on the first island which I found, I took some of the natives by force in order that they might learn and might give me information of whatever there is in these parts. Fucking rude. <clears throat> so the question isn't to me. Is the result of his arrival at the wrong place, is the net good, is the net gain, so to speak, to put it crudely, greater than the net loss? That is not a conversation that I'm informed enough to have. I read about what he did, and I think this is just barbarism. This is, this is that, this is that period's version of terrorism. It's conquest. Bloody conquest. But the conversation is much simpler than that. It is not necessarily a historical conversation. We don't need to play any game of getting into the weeds about what was the what ultimately came of it but uh, you know you hear a lot of like Ben Shapiro motherfuckers like oh i hear everybody complaining about columbus day with through your iphones that has been invented by modern technology thanks to western civilization and it's just like all right mr fucking irony pointer outer Cute, you get cute points. But that's not the fucking game we're playing. All we're doing is this. Does the guy, the man himself, deserve his own fucking day? If we can just say, okay, the past is past. What are we going to do about it? Let's just teach each other the truth about what really happened. This is what it was like when the, when the Spanish landed on land. And fucking destroyed an entire culture. And basically, no, not basically, committed genocide. Even the most pro-Columbus biographers of Columbus use the word genocide. This is not up for debate. He, he, he committed, he led a genocide of, of many peoples. Indigenous at the time to the Americas which then led to more genocide of more peoples indigenous to America. 
the Americas. And again, the Ben Shapiro's would like to point out, well, those people were also violent, and how far back do you want to go? Which actually, fine, make that argument. I don't give a fuck. And then we can have the longer conversation about that. But Columbus Day is the day we're celebrating. It's called Columbus Day. It's not called Spanish Crown Day. It's called, not called fucking Explorer Day. It's called Columbus Day. Only Columbus Day. And now, obviously, we have Indigenous Peoples Day. And the point of putting it on Columbus Day, that is the point. To be a counterweight to that narrative. Obviously makes sense. We can all understand that. I fucking hope. But again, leaving that aside, because it makes so much sense, and there's not much controversy in my mind to fucking Indigenous Peoples Day. Have it, obviously. The question I'm focusing on is, should we have fucking Columbus Day? I don't know. Should we have fucking Charles Manson Day? Should we have fucking Genocide Day? Should we have Genocide Committer Day? I mean, look, tradition demands people's minds. Because so many people, I think, have a knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, sure, you want to you wanna change the day. You can still get your day off, motherfucker. What do you give a shit? The point is that it's... This is not some trivial shit. It does matter who we're celebrating. And in this case, we're celebrating, according to the fucking holiday, one person. And that one person... Literally committed genocide. So how about we agree to agree to not have a day named after a terrible guy. A guy who we all now know is terrible. We didn't always know he was terrible. When I was a kid, we were taught something else. Many of us were taught something else. And this is the reason so many of us have this knee-jerk negative reaction to calling it something else. So many of us, you know, not me, obviously. Probably not you. But so many of us, as in us Americans, have a real problem not calling it Columbus Day. As if just like the tradition of the narrative is so fucking important. And if it was some trivial thing where people were nitpicking like that guy shouldn't have his own day. He doesn't deserve it. He wasn't great enough. That would be one thing. The guy was terrible. The guy was so terrible that he was punished By the people who sent him here for being so fucking brutal to the people here. I did not plan to take this fucking long. But, uh... I'm just gonna read... I'm gonna read... 
I'm going to read another passage here. There was a priest who went along with them named Bartolome de la Casas. Uh, he participated in the conquest of Cuba. For a time, he owned a plantation uh, where Indian slaves worked. But he eventually, I think pretty soon, I'm not quite sure. I don't know the exact history. But he became a critic of this, the, the way the Spaniards uh, subjugated and treated these people that they had, uh, quote, discovered. And he kept a fucking journal. Or, uh, a tr I don't know what you would call it. The History of the Indies, it was called. He talks about the treatment of the Indians by the Spaniards. And I'm just going to read random parts of it. Endless testimonies prove the mild and pacific, pacific, as in pacifist, temperament of the natives. But our work was to exasperate, ravage, kill, mangle, and destroy. Small wonder, then, if they tried to kill one of us now and then. The admiral, it is true, was blind as those who came after him. And he was so anxious to please the king that he committed irreparable crimes against the Indians. Admiral being Christopher Columbus. Then he talks about how they had them work. He had them, they, they, he forced, okay, so Columbus was obsessed with finding gold. Gold was the thing of the day, the, the, the mark of wealth, the most valuable commodity. And when Columbus arrived, he saw, uh, some of some of the natives had uh, gold jewelry, and he became convinced that there was tons of gold around. There ended up not being, but every gold, every bit of gold that there was, they fucking drained out of the earth. But the way they did it, obviously, was by forcing the indigenous people to do it. And they would send them... Here, 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 here we go. The, uh, the, the Spanish would send... The Spanish, directed by Columbus, would send the men, separate the men, and send them into mines to work for like six to eight months at a time. Mountains are stripped from top to bottom and bottom to top a thousand times. They dig, split rocks, move stones, and carry dirt on their backs to wash it in the rivers, while those who wash gold stay in the water all the time with their backs bent so constantly it breaks them. And when water invades the mines, the most arduous task of all is to dry the mines by scooping up pans full of water and throwing it up outside. And then this is... Uh, he goes on, I guess after six or eight, six or eight straight months of work in the mines which was the time required of each crew to dig enough gold for melting, up to a third of these men died. And while the men were sent away to the mines, the women, their wives typically, remained and also worked though. Obviously, no one could escape the fucking terrible treatment, forcing them into this horrible job of digging 
and making thousands of fucking hills for these plants called cassava plants. And then uh, Las Casas goes on to write, Thus husbands and wives were together only once every eight or ten months. And when they met, they were so exhausted and depressed on both sides, they ceased to procreate. As for the newly born, they died early because their mothers, overworked and famished, had no milk to nurse them. And for this reason, while I was in Cuba, 7,000 children died in three months. Some mothers even drowned their babies from sheer desperation. In this way, husbands died in the mines, wives died at work, and children died from lack of milk. And in a short time, this land, which was so great, so powerful and fertile, was depopulated. My eyes have seen these acts so foreign to human nature, and now I tremble as I write. Hey, and you want to celebrate the guy? Give him his own fucking day? Look, we made a fucking mistake. We shouldn't have given the guy his own fucking day. We got to take it back. We got to stop calling it fucking Columbus Day. The fuck? People now know. The internet exists. Knowledge passes differently than it did when we were kids. You can't control the narrative anymore. We all know what the fucking guy was like. We can't lie anymore and we can't pretend. The guy was a fucking pile a vile bile. What I think we should do is keep it as Indigenous People's Day. Then, for all the people who need their own fucking Columbus Day, nationally and legally, we call we have another day, and it is a holiday. And every asshole who wants to insist on calling it Columbus Day can do that. While everyone else, and it's recognized nationally, we call it Day off. Day off from dealing with shit like this our whole lives. Shit like this that's so confusing. Of all the things to name a fucking day after, we gotta pick one of the worst motherfuckers in the history of the fucking world. What are we gonna fucking have? What is there? Is there a fucking Hitler Day in Germany? I mean, come on. The truth is the fucking truth, and everybody knows it now. Stop calling it Columbus Day. I'm hot as fucking hell. I'm hot as fucking hell right now. And it's high time for a break. And what I can promise you, what I can absolutely promise you, is that the second half of the episode, or the, 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 the last 20 minutes, because now we're coming up on 40 minutes, the last 20 minutes of the episode, I can promise you are not going to be as boldly upsetting. But that's fuck that is important shit. This is a genuine controversy and it's genuinely confusing why motherfuckers won't budge on this thing. There is no disputing the amount of blood on this motherfucker's hands. Let's not have a day that we name after him. Thank you. All right, I'm going to take a break, and I will talk to you on the other side. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And back, and just just one more thing about Columbus Day. We could also call it Columbo Day to kind of throw a bone to the people who s- insist that it stay Columbus Day. So they're just like a letter off, two letters off. But but we celebrate it, and it's just the old TV show, the Peter Falk show. Just one more thing. Everybody can say that all, all day, every day. Uh, fucking Kate. But yeah, so now uh, there's some other shit I want to talk about. This motherfucker, there's this motherfucker out there. I don't know how to say his name, but there's a very good way of saying it because it's spelled in a way that is good for me. Because uh, his name is Sean, S-E-A-N, but his last name is F. E-U-C-H-T. So I call him Sean Fucked. Sean Fucked is doing mega fucked shit. And what he's doing is going around the country throwing what he's in a loophole, an illegal loophole calling protests and getting away with it. And he's gathering tens of thousands sometimes. In D.C., he gathered 50,000 people. In Nashville, just the other day, 10,000 people to give it up to guess who? To give it up to guess who? How about Jesus? Maybe you guys have seen this motherfucker. He's got big, long, blonde hair that I want to... Rub into poopy. You got big, flowing, beautiful, long, curly blonde hair that I want to rub poopy all over. Sean fucked. And Sean fucked is like this, you know, some, 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 some really devout religious people have. This look in their eye that is like the far away, like the thousand yard stare, you know, that, 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 that serial killers have. And I'm not equating devout, in this instance, Christians to serial killers. But they got the same look in their eye. So you watch a video of Sean Fucked on mute and you're just like, is he a serial killer? And then you see more of the video, like, oh, he's a guy that puts on, like, church things. And he's going all around. He's getting fucking, I'm sure, tons of fucking, well, he is getting tons of attention. (sighs) 
And uh, obviously, health departments are all up in arms because it clearly isn't a protest. It's just a place of worship. And they're crammed together like sardines, obviously not practicing social distancing, obviously not wearing masks. And it is very, very, very fucking K. Sean fucked. You're fucked. And there's a certain kind of um, Christian now in America that it's like a MAGA-infused Christianity. And it's like the church of trolling, basically. The guy takes such glee in being like, it's a protest. (laughs) We can get away with it because it's a protest. Like... Chill, dude. God doesn't want you to spread pestilence, all right? Guarantee you. Somebody messaged me about it the other day, fucking, because anytime some shit like that, I got like a hundred messages about Sean fucked. Because they see a guy who looks crazy, looks like a serial killer, thrown on fucking massive super spreader church events. And they're all like, I got to send this to fucking M. Diesel. Which I appreciate. I love when you guys send me fucking shit that you know M. Diesel's going to like. But one one of you who wrote to me was like, my grandma lives in Nashville. She's very religious. She's in her 70s. This is when he Sean fucked had his fucked thing in Nashville. And she's been not going to church. And not because she sees it as some fucking government overreach. But because she doesn't want to fucking die. Civic duty, you could call it. And these fucks gathering in Nashville, 10,000 of them, who I'm sure at least half are not from fucking Nashville... Gathering, spreading the fucking pestilence around, to use biblical terminology, spreading the pestilence around Nashville. Making sure that that fucking person's grandma isn't going to be able to go to church for even longer. So I hope, Sean fucked, you're fucking happy, you fucked guy. You fucked up! Speaking of fucking crazy ass Christians... Kenneth Copeland is back on my radar. I don't know if anybody, any of you have noticed, hopefully not, but I have. Michelle Bachman is now back in the public eye. She's always saying one crazy thing or another. Talking about how everybody at, uh, at uh, protests over police brutality are fucking Marxists out to destroy your family and shit. But the other day, crazy ass... Michelle Bachman, who definitely has that thousand-yard stare, that serial killer thing, and Kenneth Copeland, who definitely has a 2,000-mile stare, the craziest of all, teamed up. She was on his fucking show? Is it a show? I saw this courtesy of Right Wing Watch. Got to give it up to Right Wing Watch for providing me with all the goods. 
But let me, I just want to play this clip. Just a little taste of the fucking craziness in the last, in the last few days in the Christian community, in the far, far, far off the fucking rocker Christian community, which not obviously not all Christians are in. Uh, but these motherfuckers are. So I'm going to play you this right now. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to give any context because I think Kenneth covers all that. Uh, but what you do need to know is that I believe in 2012. Yeah, 2012. Michelle Bachman tried to win the Republican nom- nomination for president of United of the United States. That ultimately uh, Mitt Romney won. Clit Romney. Who fuck fucking Clit Romney bothers me so much. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but he's arguably the most annoying Republican. Because he talks about how, like, oh, yeah, the rhetoric from the president is bad. But he still just does everything the fucking president wants him to do. It's like you're throwing bones trying to fucking seem like you're some moderate. But you're just another fucking dick sucker. Clit on your knees. Fucking get over yourself. Nobody likes you. Nobody in the middle or the left likes you. You don't need to fucking pretend. Just be a little fucking shill. Don't act like you're not a please, sir. You are. Okay, here's Kenneth Copeland talking to Michelle Bachman. When you were on your bus. Running for president. Yeah, and you should have been elected president that year. (laughs) The anointing was on you to do it. I saw her on her bus and being interviewed. And she was talking about some things and she looked up at the camera I visibly saw the anointing of God take mm. over wow I literally shouted when I saw that on television I knew right then that God had chosen her to be president of the United States that year um then God is fucking weak as fuck. Because she didn't even fucking come close, dude. And if it hadn't been for lazy Christians, she would have been. Oh. So I want to, I want to tell you, mm. Madam President, <laughs> that anointing was there. Yes. And I'm not so sure it still isn't. So God, these motherfuckers just say anything. God chose her to be president. Just like everybody says God chose Donald Trump to be president. But she didn't... She got like 10 votes. And it's the fault of lazy Christians. Okay. Now here's another motherfucker. This mother... I, don't, I haven't played this guy before. This guy's another gem. His name's Robert Henderson. And here he's talking about how Trump was chosen by God. And he's got a a point to make about that. And I'm going to play you that point that he makes right here. I promise you, there is a curse on our nation because not, watch, not because the secular world speaks against President Trump, but because the Christian world does. 
because we are violating the laws of God and we are violating the ways of God by rising up and speaking evil against President Trump. People may not like his mannerisms. They may not like the way they do him, that he does say. They may question his motives, but here's the reality. He sits in the seat of the president of the United States of America. And because of that, his he should never be reviled. He should never be spoken evil of. He should never be criticized. I- okay, so by that logic, this same motherfucker and all these same motherfuckers shouldn't have ever been criticizing Barack Obama for the eight years he was president. And when Joe Biden's president, which, pun intended, God willing, I expect this motherfucker to shut up for those four years. But let me tell you something. He's not gonna. And every other motherfucker that says the same shit as this fucking idiot is not gonna. For anyone to sit there and say you shouldn't criticize the sitting president for any reason is a fucking idiot. We should hold our president, our leader ostensibly of the fucking nation to the highest possible standard, which means plenty of criticism should be forthcoming. But no, according to him, chosen by God, because as all these fucking crazy people think, God likes America. You know who else thought that? God was on his side? Christopher Columbus. The lo- just the logic on displays, it's hard to even track. It's not logic. And speaking of criticizing the president, just the other day, Donald Trump, who's been, I mean, Donald Trump is already off of, off the fucking reservation. But he's just gone like out of even view of the reservation. Now he's somewhere else into uncharted territory that nobody's even ever been. The guy is retweeting conspiracy theories. This is a twofold point I'm about to make. First off, he's tweeting, he's retweeting conspiracy theorists, conspiracy theories about how Barack Obama and Joe Biden had SEAL Team 6 killed because they were in on this secret operation to not kill Osama bin Laden, to secretly smuggle him into Iran for a trophy killing, whatever the fuck that means. And they killed, quote, a double. This is the president of the United States. Not just the guy who had a cameo in Home Alone 2. Not just the star of the reality television show, The Apprentice. The current, the sitting president of the United States retweeted 
a fucking conspiracy theory saying that the previous president had the people who killed Osama bin Laden, who, according to this conspiracy theory, didn't kill Osama bin Laden. That he had those people, those American soldiers, American heroes, killed. That's not... You You probably feel confused if you haven't heard about this yet. You probably think you miss understood, or I'm leaving something out, I'm not. Donald Trump retweeted a conspiracy theory that says Barack Obama had SEAL Team 6 killed. And then right afterwards, the guy who actually did the, I believe, shot the fucking bullet, he was definitely a member of the team, the SEAL Team 6, but he like this one guy he like wrote a book about it and is very outspoken about his his whole operation and involvement in it and is also outspoken very much outspoken is a very outspoken Trump supporter he's maggot out he's maggot up as maga as it gets Ameg. Ameg, as MAGA as it gets. Tweeted at the president, uh, nah. That was real. I really did that. And then at the end of his tweet, he writes fucking MAGA. This is how fucking crazy some of Donald Trump's supporters are. He retweets a conspiracy theory that says Obama had SEAL Team 6 killed. Then one of the fucking members of SEAL Team 6 replies and says, no, he didn't. And no, I really did kill Osama bin Laden. And then writes MAGA expressing his support of the president. What the fucking fuck, dude? And then now also, QAnon people, who obviously believe that conspiracy theory, because they'll believe any fucking conspiracy theory, especially if Trump retweets it, are saying that that guy, the member of SEAL Team 6 who corrected the president, while still supporting him, Now the QAnon community is going after him. I mean, it doesn't sound real. This is, I want, I want to, I want to, I want to calmly, I want to calmly and uh, directly speak to you. I want to calmly and directly appeal to you and remind you that this is real life. This really happened. And here comes the second part of my point. This really happened. And so much fucked up shit is going on in the country right now. That nobody even fucking noticed really. 
Nobody even fucking noticed that the president of the United fucking States retweeted the most batshit conspiracy theory you could even come up with. And it just fucking sailed through the night. Nobody even fucking really noticed. Because that's how fucking crazy shit is right now. This is reality, though. We only have one, and this is it. And in fucking a few days, less than three weeks, we do get to say, we finally get a say, as to whether we want it to continue to be our reality, or if we want a different reality. The options are too fucking demented, guys. But one is a dangerously demented guy who retweets conspiracy theories. I don't even know why. I was just about to say because he thinks it helps him. I can't possibly help him. That's fucking crazy. He is the fucking president. And he's being fucking out of his shit. It is reality, but it doesn't have to be. We can pick the other demented guy. The guy who's demented in a way more tolerable, way more fucking chilling way. I don't, I, more than anything, I want to stop thinking about the president so much. And I don't mean I want to stop thinking about Donald Trump. I do. But if for no other reason, here is a reason to vote. Do you really want the president of the United States and everything he says and does or doesn't do or whatever the fuck and every dipshit fucking conspiracy thing he tweets about and every fucking shitty asshole thing he says? Do you really want that in your fucking face every day for another four years? If there's one reason to vote for Joe Biden, it is so that we can live a life without having to be shown and played audio and video and fucking hear about the fucking batshit thing the fucking current president did. That's not cool. No one wants that. I don't want that. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. See ya to that guy. Anyway, I'm over an hour and you guessed it. It's 3000 degrees in here. So, um, I'm going to go, uh, while I was doing this, a few of you fucking sent me pictures of you in your Mattelia is confused merch. The K t-shirt seems to be the fucking move for all you. I got a uh, Instagram user Mumi143 sending me a pic of her in her K shirt. Made me stand up and clap. Nobody was around me, but I did it anyway. And I got fucking funky cold Medina29 sending me a pic of her in her K shirt. Making me feel good. Made me stand up and clap even nobody even though nobody was around. And I love you all. Keep sending me your pictures. 
Get your shit at mattdelia.com slash store. Uh, free shipping on orders over $100. Fucking take a sick-ass picture of yourself and fucking send it to me. Make me stand up and clap even though nobody's around. All right. Uh, I believe the next episode might be guest. Might be might be a guest episode. Uh, whether it's the very next episode or not, I got a very cool guest coming up soon uh, that I'm excited about, about a topic that uh, is on all of our minds right now. So, And it's not the election. So that should be good. Um, all right. That's going to fucking do it. I love you all. COVID shit is spiking again. So... You know what I'm going to say. Stam. M. Diesel says Stam. Stam. I'll do a fucking M. Diesel voice. Stam. And, uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. I love you all. Okay.